0: We are at the midway point of the college football season, with means it's time for progress reports. You are locked on buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Buffs. I am your host, Kevin Borba. Today's episode of Locked on Buffs is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E, medical.com. Locked on Buffs is brought to you by the Locked on Network. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. It's your team every single day. Let's dive right into your team, the Colorado Buffaloes. We are six games into the season for Colorado and most teams across the country, if not all. And it is time for progress reports. Now, I got inspired by CBS Sports. They did a Pac-12 report card and they graded every team in the Pac-12. So we'll go through those just real quick. And then I'm going to give Colorado my personal grade. And then I'm going to go through position groups and give them grades as well. So Arizona got to be plus. Arizona State is C. California, C. Colorado, A. Oregon A plus, Oregon State A minus, UCLA B minus, or B plus, excuse me, uh, USC a C, Stanford a D, Utah B minus, Washington A plus, and Washington State A minus. I think, and this is not much to, there's not much to change here for Colorado. I would say it's an A plus though. And when you're, when you ask why, or you think about why would this be an A plus, Colorado is expected to win three games, which we talked about multiple times throughout the season. Uh, Our sponsors over at FanDuel provided us these lovely win total odds. And Colorado's win total is three and a half. And obviously they're sitting at four and two. So they've already hit that mark. And they seem to be on track to double that mark, if not more. And so I think for that reason, Colorado has to be higher. I think there was a lot of doubts as to how Shadur Sanders would adjust to this level, how coach prime would adjust to the power five level, how his roster full of transfers would adjust to the power five level or just adjust to being all together. A lot of the more power five players it's just how they adjust to meshing together. And to say that they've adjusted well would be an understatement. They beat a ranked team in TCU. They beat a tough Nebraska team. They beat an in-state rival team in Colorado state. That was gunning for them. gave them all they had. They were blown out by Oregon, which Oregon, obviously, they got an A-plus because they're probably one of the best teams in the Pac-12, one of the best teams in the country in general. And then they almost beat a USC team who should be one of the best teams in the conference and should be one of the best teams in the country but isn't always performing like it. And Colorado pushed them to the brink and showed just how good they could be. And so I think for that reason, I would go A-plus because the expectations were so low or I don't say they were low, but yeah, they were low. People were doubting Colorado. They were doubting what coach prime could do at this level. And he's exceeded them. And also he's brought attention to the, the program. Colorado is the most watched team in the country this year. They have stars like Kawhi Leonard on the sidelines, Michael Irvin, Terrell Owens. Today, as I prior to recording this, I go on Twitter and I see that Bryce Harper and Nick Cassianos from the Philadelphia Phillies are rocking Deion Sanders coach prime merch prior to their ALDS game against the Atlanta Braves. And so his reach has also helped boost this grade to an a plus because he has made Colorado relevant as ever. They are the most popular team in college football right now. And I think I always say this, it's one thing to be bad and it's one thing to be bad and it's one thing to be relevant, but Colorado was was bad and irrelevant last season. And now they're the most relevant. They are a the pinnacle of college football. They are the, the epicenter of college football. And I think that's all a tribute to Coach Prime and what he's done. So now let's grade the individual position groups. We'll go offense, defense, special teams, and then I'll go quarterbacks, receivers, linemen, and then I'll do the each, you know, each position group. So we'll go units first. Offense as a unit, B-. minus. And you're probably thinking, how is this possible? They have a top 50 offense in the country and total offense. That's exactly why. I think this offense has A-caliber potential, but the run game has not been what it needs to be. They put a lot of pressure on Shadur Sanders. And the offensive line, speaking of putting pressure on Shadur Sanders, they are the worst offensive line in the Power 5. It is literally, based off the stats, they are... One sack away, I think it is from allowing the most sacks in the country, trailing only Old Dominion. And so, it has been disastrous for an offensive line. They're lucky. Shadur Sanders is so savvy in the pocket and such a smart quarterback. Because if he wasn't, this team would be one in five by this point. They are horrible, horrendous. They struggle with pass blocking. They can't. They can't create gaps for running backs. It is just all around a rough unit. Uh, something that coach prime has addressed himself. And it's something that Colorado is probably going to be addressing in the transfer portal this off season again, and bring in five new guys because I don't know what else to say about the offense line. They're a big concern just about every week. And they continue to prove every week why they're a big concern. They've blocked in good. They've blocked in big moments. They've held up, but no, just ridiculous wide receivers. I'd give them an A. You have guys like Xavier Weaver, who I talked about all offseason to someone who I thought would be a star. He's kind of emerged as the number one guy. Then Jimmy Horn Jr. was he was the guy that was getting all of the hype in the offseason because obviously he was there during spring ball. He is someone who I think is a game changer. I think I, I want to see more from Jimmy. I feel like we're seeing a lot from him, but I just want to see him in open space more. Obviously, that's just nitpicking. He's him and Xavier are top two in the country in catches with 43 and 39 jimmy has more touchdowns and i think they have a lot more to offer marion miller is a rising star that we saw against usc and then we also have seen guys like obviously travis uh travis hunter who when healthy is one of the best players in the country and so obviously him being there is a big one Javon antonio came on strong this past game against arizona state and then I'm trying to think if I'm missing anybody. Tavares Dawson has not had nice moments. And so yeah, that wide receiver group A, I think they're probably the best group on the team as a position unit. And then tight ends. Well, one tight end in particular. That's there's only one tight end with the catch. So I'm I'm gonna go Michael Harrison. I'm gonna give him and I guess the tight end groups because blocking-wise, the tight ends are also responsible. So they get they take a hit there because they also need to help. Protection are a little bit better, but as a pass catcher, Michael Harrison has done great. I'm going to give him a B plus. Uh, I think there's he really emerged as kind of an unexpected star, or not not a star, like a star for Colorado. Like he's not like a a household name by any means, but he's someone who has played a pivotal role for Colorado. Uh, Sean Lewis's offenses don't typically rely on tight ends, but he is proving to be one of the better ones, and he's proving to be. One of Shadur's favorite targets, kind of like a safety blanket. Running backs. I'm gonna go C. We'll go C minus. Maybe a C. They haven't. I I always say this, and people get on me because it their rush totals factor in all the sacks that Shadur takes, which obviously he's the second most sacked quarterback in the country. Uh, as a team, they have 472 yards rushing, two and a half yards per carry, eight rushing touchdowns, which Shadur leads a team with three. So if you want to take out Shadur's rushing, um, you want to take out his negative yards from sacks, also take out his rushing touchdowns. So then I look at the running backs and there's three touchdowns combined between three running backs. There's three guys with one. Dylan Edwards has one. Hankerson has one. And Sivion Wilkerson has one. Ultimate Caskill has six carries for 22 yards. And then Charlie Offerdahl only has two carries for 11 yards. And then Tavares Dawson and Xavier Weaver both have rushing touchdowns. So this unit has left a lot more to be desired. Let's just call it a spade a spade. They have not produced well. They haven't been game changer. Teams don't respect Colorado's run game at all, which I think is why they're so hell-bent on getting to Shadur Sanders because they know that there's not a run game that will kind of punish them. Now, I will say Anthony Hankerson has stepped up lately and kind of proven to be, I won't say the... I would say he's been the lead back, I guess you could say. Uh, He had 10-yard... 10 carries for 58 yards against ASU. Uh, his first touchdown of the season against USC, rushing for 74 yards. But this unit, I expected way more from. Uh, I, th- I thought we'd see a lot of Kavosi smoke. Uh, he has two carries in the season for negative two yards. So this unit has been pretty much a letdown. I thought it would be one of the deeper ones on the team, and they're just kind of meh. And then Shader Sanders, A++, leads the country in passing. One of the most excuse me, efficient passers in the country. He makes huge throws, has strong arm, he's clutch. You give, if We've seen him mo- twice this year, almost three times. You give Shader Sanders two or less minutes and you haven't sealed the game, he's going to lead Colorado to a win. He's done it twice. He's as clutch as it gets. And I think, now we've seen it three times. I guess we could count TSU. So three, almost four times because that USC one, I think had he not I don't know if he forgot or just made the mistake of uh, calling timeouts when they didn't, or not calling timeouts, running the ball when they didn't have timeouts. I think they could have maybe at least had a comeback effort against USC in that last couple drives, but unfortunately they didn't. But either way, Shader Sanders has taken this offense to a whole nother level. He's the sole reason this offense is kind of where they are uh, because he's just performing at an elite level. He's kind of cemented himself as a number one draft pick, and it's hard to blame anyone for, Seen that, and it's hard to blame people for being like, Wow, he's one of the best because he is performing like one of the best defensively. Let me get to where this team ranks defensively. So, total defense, they are let's see, I think they're towards the bottom. Yep, so total defense wise, they are ranked as the worst defense in power five, 127th in the country, uh, with only Colorado State, North Texas, and Nevada below them. All three of those teams. Are, they are what they are. uh Colorado gives up 465 yards per game. They have given up more touchdowns than their offense, which is obviously, like I said, one of the best passing offenses in the country. They've given up more touchdowns than they've scored touchdowns, and they give up 6.26 yards per play. So essentially, every team is getting a first down on them in two plays. This defense has had big moments. I think. Their secondary has had a lot of, like, let's just say their secondary kind of boosts them a little bit because they are a turnover forcing machine. Uh, they first they forced twelve turnovers this year, which ranks tenth in the tenth in the country. And I think there's a lot to be said about what they can do. They're a big play defense, and so for that reason, I'd give them a D plus. Because, and I would give them a D, but they do make a lot of big plays. It's just they are so big play reliant. We've seen teams torch them. We've seen, and it's not just like Pac-12 teams that are like, oh, this team's really good. Like Colorado State, for instance. Braden Fowler, Nicole Nicolosi, I believe is how you say his last name. Uh, he threw for 306, freshman quarterback, threw for 367 yards. Colorado State had three receivers with over 100 yards. That can't happen. Then you look at a team like, Arizona State this past week did they slow down Arizona State's strong running game? Yeah, they did, but they also allowed Trent Borgay excuse me, to throw for three hundred thirty-five yards, one touchdown, um, and they had they were torched by Elijah Badger, twelve catches for one hundred thirty-four yards. Oregon obviously absolutely demolished them. The Bo Nix threw for two hundred seventy-six yards, three touchdowns. They ran for two hundred forty yards. Like, there's just so much wrong with this defense. It's so big play reliant. They struggle to get to the quarterback consistently. They struggle to prevent receivers from making big plays. And now, granted, I do think that this unit would benefit if Travis Hunter was there, because obviously he's the best player on the team, and he's been out for the past few games. But that's the grade. So, defensive line, I'm going to go, let's see. I think the defense line is part of the biggest one of the main issues, uh, I think they just kind of they kind of set the tempo for the defense. So if they're getting pushed off the line and they're just kind of not. I, I don't know how like they're not causing havoc, then the rest of the defense is going to be forced to struggle. If quarterbacks are given a lot of time to throw, then obviously the defensive job, the defense line is making everybody's life more difficult. So in terms of the defense line, I'm going to give them a and then when you took look up how many sacks they have, They're currently at, let's see. Sorry, my computer's loading. Here we go. Colorado, they rank 56th in the country with 14. So they have improved, but I would go D plus, C minus. I think they struggle to stop the run game, and they struggle to consistently get pressure on quarterbacks. And when they do, it helps the defense a lot, but when they don't, it's pretty ugly. Linebackers, C minus, I guess. I think Jawan Mitchell has had some bright moments. He didn't play at all this past game. I think they've been banged up. I think this linebacker group is more underrated than people realize. Levante Bentley has been coming on really strong. Brennan Gant had a strong game against Arizona State. So I, I would give them a C minus. Then the secondary, I'd also go C C minus. They're big play reliant. They get beat a lot, but they will get you some turnovers. So I think for that reason, they don't get a D. And yeah, I just it's it's tough because you're grading a team that is four and two and you would think that they don't have a lot of flaws, but this team has, they're just a really big play team and that kind of hinders them and helps them at times. And obviously when they can't get big plays, it makes their life difficult. But when they do get big plays, it makes everybody's life easier. You know, who else makes life easier is the Jace medical case. The Jace case, Jace medical um, is sponsoring this episode of locked on Buffs. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case to fill out a simple form And in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you're not hoping that you have to access medication in an emergency. Jace Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication on hand. And Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from an online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication, delivery, and ongoing consultation care. Don't get caught unprepared. Go Get $20 off of get $20 off on these online saving antibiotics from Jace medical by using my code locked on at checkout at Jason That's J A S E at medical.com. J A S E medical.com. Go check them out. Go be safe. Welcome back. We are talking about Jalen Ellis, a Baylor transfer wide receiver who. Hasn't had the impact that I think he would be hoping this season, but there's still a lot of time left in the year. There's still some time to carve out a role. He hasn't recorded a catch yet, but he did do something that I think deserves a lot of attention. And I think as an animal lover myself, he saved two animals and I think he just showed the humility and kind of the culture that coach prime has not only built, but has brought in because obviously is a high culture guy, even before he came to Colorado, a great guy from Baylor, it seemed so. He was on a hike. Let me just tell you a little quick story on a hiker in the mountains of Colorado somewhere. And he finds not only a kitten, like a two week, two month old kitten, but he finds a dog and he finds stray animals. I guess you could leave them. You could just be like, eh, maybe they're someone's pet. Maybe they're maybe I don't have time for this. I'm a college athlete, college student. No, not not Jalen Ells. He took them into the Humane Society, made sure they were taken care of. Washed them, bathed them, gave them a place to sleep, and then he adopted the dog. Which the dog was, if you see the dog, had had a rough hairdo. Got a nice little trim after <laughs> Jalen took him to the uh, the groomer. Uh, he adopted the dog, and he took the cat in. And the cat is up for adoption because he thinks that it was a kitten. So everybody likes little puppies and kittens. So that's gonna the cat's gonna be adopted. <laughs> So I thought that was a really cool story because in college football these days, especially with people coming out of Colorado for being so cocky and kind of like a, I guess a cocky team that nobody likes. We're getting to see the, the, the human element. We're getting to see how good some of these people are. And Jalen Ellis is just a prime example of that. And I think he makes everybody proud and bolder. He makes the college football world proud with his efforts. So I just want to make sure that Jalen Ellis got his shine. Go check it out. There's a video online. I wrote about it over at Athlon. If you guys want to check that out. Um, of him, just it was his TikTok, which you could go check that out. I just have it t- linked in my, my article. So if you want to go check out both, go do that. He saved them, took care of them, and now he has a new best friend, which he named his dog Angel. So welcome, Angel, to the Ellis family, and welcome, Angel, to the Boulder family. This episode of Locked on Buffs is also brought to you by our sponsors over at Prize Picks. Let me tell you about Price Picks, because if you guys like money and you like sports, this is a perfect place for you. Price Picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. For example, you could try, you could try Saquon Barkley for more than 60 yards, Patrick Mahomes for more than two touchdowns. Price fix offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. If you want to get in on the Price Picks action, go to pricepickscom slash college and use code college for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Again, go to pricepickscom slash college and use code college for a first deposit matchup of up to a hundred dollars. Go get in on that Price Picks. Go go win you some money. Lastly. To conclude this episode, obviously, Colorado plays in two days. They're playing Stanford, which is another team I cover and another team that I'm quite familiar with. So I wanted to go over Stanford's key players and I wanted to go over them because even though the Stanford team is 11 and a half point underdogs, I think they bring a lot to the table that people don't realize because uh, every team in the Pac-12 has talented players. Every team is good in their own right or good at certain things. And I think Stanford is one of those teams. So key players, one, Justin Lampson, quarterback. Stanford uses two quarterbacks have Ashton Daniels, Justin Lampson, but Justin Lampson is the dual threat quarterback. He, I think, and this is kind of a crazy stat, and I don't know how sustainable it is, but while I bring this up, Stanford's offense line is pretty, pretty rough as well. Uh, They are, they haven't given up as many sacks as Colorado, but they are, I think they've given up 18 on the year and they just have issues protecting the quarterback. Justin Lampson has is a dual threat quarterback, though. The past two games he's combined for 45 carries um, and he's had the least amount of carries he's had per game was not in a game was nine. So he comes in, he could run, he has a big arm and he will take off when needed, especially with this uh, Stanford offensive line that struggles. Uh, They often struggle to protect him. So he runs when he feels like it's needed, which appears to be a lot. Running backs, they have three running backs that I think Colorado should look out for. E.J. Smith, which is the son of Emmett Smith, uh, Cedric Irvin Jr., and then Casey Fokins. All three running backs are tough runners. They're all physical runners, and I think with a kind of, I don't want to say a, a weak defensive unit, but a, a unit that struggled to stop the run, I think this would be a huge game for those Stanford running backs to kind of, or at least Troy Taylor, to kind of feed them because he has said the key to stopping Colorado's offense It's keeping them off the field. So they're going to look to run the ball. And so if Colorado can't stop the run, that's going to pose a huge issue for, um, yeah, Colorado can't stop the run. It's going to be a huge issue for that Colorado defense. Tight end. Benjamin Urosic is one of the best tight ends in the country. Doesn't have the numbers that I thought that I I, doesn't have the numbers. I thought he'd have, and doesn't have the numbers that most people thought he would have. He has 15 catches for 227 yards and a touchdown averaging 15 yards per carry. But because the offensive line is so bad, He's been used a lot to block, and so he hasn't had the production that many would think Uh, over the past few weeks. He's kind of quieted down. He didn't have a catch against Oregon, had two against Arizona, didn't have a catch against Sac State, had four against USC, and then nine against Hawaii in week one. So if the offensive line can hold up, then he's going to get the ball. It just depends on the offensive line. Receiver, freshman Tiger Bachmeier. Tiger Bachmeier, the son, or the son, the brother of Hank Bachmeier, former Boise State quarterback, current Louisiana Tech uh, quarterback, he is kind of like, his numbers aren't huge. No, nobody on Stanford's offense has huge numbers. They're just kind of a, an offense learning and trying to fight for, I guess, an identity. And Tiger Bachmore has made some huge catches. And I think that both the quarterbacks, Ashton Daniels and Justin Lanson, like throwing to him. So those are the guys that you guys need to look out for. Um, I will Tomorrow I'll be discussing players that I think for Colorado that may have a big game. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Locked on Bus. This is an, an This has been another great episode. I appreciate you guys for tuning in every single day, making me your first listen. I hope you guys have a great Wednesday and I will see you guys tomorrow.